Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Okay, we are starting our spring roster breakdown for Oklahoma, and we're starting with the quarterback position. In Football Guys Talking Basketball, we recap a wild weekend in the NCAA tournament and talk some thunder, and we give you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hostie, will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, March 27th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and there are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match, roulette, and Teddy's favorite, craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And to learn more about their gaming promotions and entertainment options in the month of March, all you got to do is visit riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now recording this Early afternoon Sunday. What is five o'clock? That is that late after. That's late afternoon. I'm an idiot. Early, late afternoon, early evening. That's what I meant. Thank yeah. you. So early evening Sunday. Please leave us a five star review and a nice comment while you're at it. And Ted, I can just tell <laughs> the che- the windburn cheeks are back. Ooh. Coach Ted is back at it again, isn't he? Ballpark weekend. Ballpark weekend. Oh man. Um. Spent a lot of time out there on the baseball diamonds, but good stuff, man. Fun, fun watching these little kids play. Sometimes, did you make anyone cry? No, no. Progress. Congrats. I think over the years they've gotten used to my voice. (laughs) Still, one of my favorite stories you've ever told. Uh, Just like you yelling at the kid made him cry instantly. Oh, Coach Ted. Well. Here's here's to a successful season on the diamond, yes. my friend. That's right. Appreciate that. So it's spring ball. And, and this time of the year, we like to do kind of a breakdown of where the roster is at for Oklahoma football. So we're starting our position breakdowns. And you might as well start with the most important position in the sport, right? So we're going to start with quarterbacks. And now I went to practice over the weekend. 
and just so people know, there's a lot of people, hey, what recruits were there, what recruits weren't. I can't tell you. Sources inform me that Oklahoma did host class of 2040 athlete Cam Eichard. Just saying. <laughs> sources told me. He, sources also told me he may have gotten a little distracted by all the footballs on the ground everywhere. And then that he he really didn't take in very much of what was going on in the field. But sources also informed me it looked like he had a great time. Really. And he hopes to be back soon, you know, which that, is always important with the recruits. They have an NIL presentation uh, prepared. They, it's in the works. It's in the works. No, but it was fun. Uh, get it was the first time I got to take my son out to a practice. So That's he cool. he sat there and watched O line individual with me. He was locked in, man. It was fun. It was cool. That's awesome. That's and I really said, cool. son, you see what these guys are doing? It is my life's goal for you to never do that. <laughs> and then I walked him over to the quarterbacks and go, "This is what you're going to do." Uh, so perfect transition into our breakdown of QBs, Ted. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. The, um, the individual periods look a little bit different between those two position groups, don't they? Slightly, slightly <laughs> different. Okay. Quarterbacks with, with the way that the depth chart looks right now, right? You're looking at Dylan Gabriel as your QB one. And then I, I think the rest of this thing feels up in the air, right? I, I think when you look at Davis Bevel, Jackson Arnold, general booty, a Switzer's grandson, right? I I got to assume when we get to the fall that Jackson Arnold's going to be the backup quarterback, but as a freshman, you got to earn that. He's only been there for, what, a couple months, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to digest everything it takes to play quarterback in Jeff Levy's system. But with where we stand at quarterback right now, just how do you feel about OU's QB situation? I feel good about it. Um, now, I it's still early not don't really fully know what to expect out of Jackson Arnold but um I I expect Davis Bevel to be better than a year ago I expect Dylan Gabriel to be better than a year ago and I expect Jackson Arnold because of the talent to get caught up to the pack rather quickly and because of of the the, the tools and skills that he has I'm hopeful that he works his his way into the backup quarterback role because I, I think, you know, it, it's it's not a position that you talk about a whole lot, backup quarterback, but the lack of any trust or real playmaking ability a year ago, it held our team back, you know, especially whenever we, we got a glimpse of, of what life looks like without Dylan Gabriel. So um, to me, it's really important. You know, the backup quarterback job is not something that we usually talk about, but right now, I think it has a lot to do with really what the ceiling of the offense could be next year. I'm with you. And, you know, one thing we, we've we've talked a lot about, right, is what that backup quarterback situation looked like a year ago, how frightening it was, right? That became rather evident in the Texas game. But we talk about how it affected Lebby and his play calling. And I was thinking about it as I was watching Dylan Gabriel at practice. Like, I never really thought about how the backup quarterback situation just affected the way that he played, right? And the way that he approached the game. Like, when when you're going into a game, <laughs> basically said, hey, I cannot get hurt. I 
I've just, I've never been in that situation. Like as a player, I don't know how that affects you as a quarterback. I, I, it can't, it can't really help your performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it, the, the way plays are called. And, it, you know, we kind of saw the same thing all year early in the first quarter sometime, one of the first uh, handful of possessions, Levy would call Dylan Gabriel's number in the running game intentionally in a called run just to get the defense aware that that was something that they could do. We wouldn't see it again, all right? Now, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't pull the ball down or create some things on his own, but as far as called running plays, we didn't see a whole lot of that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good way for quarterbacks to get in a rhythm and get in the kind of the feel of the game is whenever they're making plays with their legs as well. And obviously, it has huge effects on the passing game, on the running game, all of those things. So, yeah, if if we're more comfortable with the backup position, I think that obviously opens a lot of things up. But the other part is Dylan Gabriel was never pushed at all last year. Right. Now, I'm not suggesting that I'll he, suggest it. He wasn't it, there was no competition in that room. Man, well, I'm just using what my eyes told me, okay? Right. There wasn't, but I guess what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that because he wasn't pushed, like he wasn't trying to improve. Right. But it's just natural that whenever you're really comfortable and you know it's yours no matter what, not seeing a whole lot of things behind you that are, you know, thrilling the coaches, then you just you settle into a groove. I expect that to be different. I expect Bevel, I expect Jackson Arnold to be making plays this summer. And, you know, if Jackson Arnold gets out on the loose and he's running the football and everyone has some wow moments, I expect Dylan Gabriel to be like, okay, I need to answer and to up his game. So, you know, I think all things included, it's important to have a player, a backup quarterback, and not just a body a playmaker that is, you know, ready to go in, you know, that changes it for Levy and and pushing Dylan Gabriel to get better. Yeah. So the thing that stood out to me about him at practice over the weekend, it, it just, it, he really looks like a guy that has full control of the operation of the offense. Dylan, you're talking about Dylan Gabriel. Dylan. Right? Yeah. Dylan was really vocal, as vocal as I've seen him. And now he's still, he's not a, he's not a rah-rah guy. Right. But it was as assertive as I've seen him, especially on the practice field, just looks and it makes total sense, but just looks more comfortable mm -hmm. than when we saw him with those practices we went out to last spring. Right. Just looks way more comfortable. Looks like he knows he's the guy, like all those things. But when we're just looking at the roster, like he has to be better than he was a year ago. Mm -hmm. When you look at the numbers, like the numbers weren't awful by any means right they were rock solid but 62 percent over you know a little over three thousand yards 26 and six you know touchdowns to interceptions now he did have the six rushing touchdowns but those those numbers they they just have to they have to significantly improve and when you think back to what we complained about a year ago right with dylan gabriel holding on to the ball too long and taking some sacks. Right? That was something that bothered us. Uh, missing high for whatever reason. Remember, his accuracy would just kind of disappear at times. Would miss high on some of those intermediate throws. Could not connect on a lot of those deep balls. 
right? Missed some chances for some easy, explosive touchdowns, especially to Drake Stoops for whatever reason. But there also there just wasn't a ton from him in the running game. And Ted, I don't know about you, man, but I I expect all of that to improve. And Jackson Arnold pushing him is is part of that. But it's also like I think Dylan's at a point in his career where it's like he knows. Like he's got to step it up to secure a football future, if you will. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But like he's got it, he's got to play a lot better this season. And I think that's motivation enough. I know we'll probably make a big deal about, you know, Jackson Arnold being behind him and and what that means for Dylan's motivations. But he seems like a guy that's just, you know, self-motivated to be the best version of himself he can be. And he's got to be better than he was a year ago in order for him to, I, I assume, achieve the goals he wants to achieve in football. Yeah. I, I expect him to be better in all categories. Like, st- like statistically speaking, I expect him to be w- way better. Uh, you mean, was he 25 and six touchdowns? Yeah, I 26 him, and six, 25 and six, one of those. I expect 35 touchdowns through the air for him. Uh, six touchdowns on the ground. I expect double digits uh, rushing touchdowns from him. 350 rushing yards. I expect him to be around the 700 yard mark in, in, in rushing numbers. That's obviously these are assuming he's healthy. Everything's good all the way through. And he needs to take his completion percentage into the high sixties. And I, I think all of those things he's totally, totally capable of. I I don't think it's going to be that difficult. And it's easy for me to sit here and say that, but off of the performance we saw a year ago and like the kind of the holes in, in 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 what we saw out there, I expect I just expect everything to be better, and I don't think it's outlandish to 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 ask for some of those and see some of those numbers come up quite a bit. Yeah, I I just expect him to be more aggressive. Yeah, with with the football, I thought you know you look at only having six interceptions, right? That's great, but. 
there were points in games where I just I felt like he needed to let it rip and take a chance. Like you got to give guys chances to make plays. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see more of that coming in, you know, coming into this year. I, I think you probably realize you got to be a little more aggressive with the football. And then I, I expect his presence in the running game to improve, right? To and, and to increase. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because Jackson Arnold's going to be there. So it doesn't feel like the sky is falling if Dylan Gabriel has to go out in a game. But I just think that that has to be a bigger piece of the offense. If you want to take this offense to, to the highest level, it can be like you see the offenses throughout college football. There is, there's typically, and it doesn't have to be a ton, but there's typically a QB run game factor to it. I just think about CJ Stroud and how he used his legs. And I know some of that stuff was scrambles, but in the college football playoff, what Stetson Bennett could do with his legs for these last couple of years for Georgia. Like it's an important part of football, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's critical. Caleb Williams at USC. Great with his legs. Um, Cam rising does a really good job in the quarterback running game. Bo Nix at Oregon who had, his best year ever had like, I don't know, 15-plus rushing touchdowns. Yeah, now, it's not something that everyone does, but it's, for most people, if you don't just have the best players across the board, it is, it's the trump card for defenses, right? It's 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 a way to outnumber them, and it's always going to be a piece of it, and the more you can use that, the more of a threat it is, it just it really wreaks havoc on on how a defense can can defend. And last year against Oklahoma, I uh, they settled in on us. Teams really settled in, and they knew exactly what they were going to get. We didn't have many weapons down the stretch, and and uh, you know I I think that Dylan can. He's obviously good in the open field. You know he's he's not the most dangerous runner, but he's pretty daggum good. You know yeah. he's 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 very capable out there. So. You know, you know, a lot of these things are, and we 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 talk about it, expecting the other pieces to be there, right? We expect him to get the help he needs from his receivers, and you know, he's not going to have big numbers if the offensive line doesn't come together. So, like, just talking about him and his improvements are kind of just going off of, like, using last year's offensive line performance as a baseline. Like, if we get the things we got last year. He should still have some pretty big improvement. Uh, I'll say this: just seeing the O line in person over the weekend, it's going to be the best looking O line we've had in a while, and that means something, it, right? It it means more than nothing, right? That makes it like I saw Rouse up close and personal for the first time. Dude looks looks like he should be starting a tackle at Oklahoma. Like he looks the part. I think Guyton. I mean, he he looks lean. He looks good, man. I think he's got a chance to be the best player on the team. Wow. Like, he looked great. But we'll, we'll see how it comes together. But, yeah, quarterback, it's not just all on them. Clearly, right. line's got to be good. Receivers, tight ends, everything, run game, all that stuff. But when it comes to Dylan's performance in particular, right, you feel really good at, about him being your starting quarterback, right? But – in order to feel good about where this team wants to go, right? Big 12 championship, college football playoff. We've talked about it a lot. He's got to step it up. Got to step up his level of performance. And I think he's more than capable of doing that. Yeah. 
no, I, I totally agree. Not just more than capable. I, I, I fully expect it. Like it's, I mean, and I think the fans should too. And I think the coaches do. I think everyone does. Yeah. Okay. I, no, no offense to Davis Bevel or general booty or Switzer or any other quarterback they have on the roster, but there's really only one other quarterback. I think we need to talk about is that I, I feel like I'm not trying to be mean, but I just, that's, that's the way it feels to me. Yeah, that's right. And in Jackson, Arnold, I'll, if you pick the starting quarterback by how impressive the ball looks coming out of a guy's hand, Jackson Arnold would be OU starting quarterback. The dude can absolutely rip it. Ted, I was like, yeah. Oh, Oh, and you and I, we'd had a couple people say, Hey, wait till you see this kid throw in person. I get it now. It, and I I know people have a people kind of have an interesting opinion on Landry Jones one way or another, another, but that dude could rip it. Mm-hmm. And the ball coming out of Arnold's hand, it reminds me of how it looked coming out of Landry's just on a rope, tight, tight spiral. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And it's like, meow. you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. There is that's what an elite arm can look like right and it it just it looks effortless man it really does well that's good you know and he's yeah you've you got to be able to have the whip now man there's the mechanics at quarterback it's it's i mean there's a lot of it's the same but the rpo stuff has really kind of reintroduced a, a different type of throwing motion or style where it's quick and you've got to have that whip to be able to to just drive it in there uh, right after a hard play fake. So it's good to hear that he's got that that type of pop coming off just natural. I mean, when guys throw it that way naturally, you just don't have to do a whole lot of mechanical work. That that gives you a good jump start on your career. Yeah, and it's not exactly – you know like Baker's fastball where you're just like, oh, my gosh. It, it, it looks like he puts his whole body into it. It's yeah. like his body and soul into it. Uh-huh. That's that's not this this looks more like a like a Kyler situation where you're like the dude's barely flicking it and just meow. You're like, yeah. okay, that's that's what it's supposed to look like. But clearly for Arnold, it's about absorbing the system and learning as much as he possibly can. You know, I played a high level of high school football, but there's just there's such a big jump from high school to college, especially at that level. And he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's plenty big enough for college football now. And the live arm, man, that's the live arm and the mobility. Uh, that's that's the combination you're looking for. And there's just no doubt this this kid absolutely has it. Now, there's a lot that goes into playing quarterback. It's not just having a strong arm. And being able to move around, like those are key components of it. But if he can, if he can get to where he needs to get from just on the mental side of things, dude's going to be a special player. Like I, I, I'd be really surprised if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, I don't know if you can always tell right away, but there is a, there's like when, when, Good quarterbacks, high-level, five-star quarterbacks go to college. There seems to be like a quick divergence between the guys that can see the defense, 
and the guys that can't. And because it's different in high school, you're for the most part, like 99% of the time are locking onto guys. And that's where you're throwing the football. And in college, you just can't get away with that. You can't sometimes, but you're going to make big mistakes. You're going to, you're going to force turn or they're going to force turnovers on you. And it's just never going to go like you expect. And it usually kind of happens right away. Like if you don't hear that this kid has it early, sometimes you just don't ever end up hearing it. And, you know, it's interesting to see kind of where he falls. If he's able to see what the defense is doing, understand the offense, understand the adjustments that his wide receivers are going to make and be able to play the mental game because, you know, there's a lot of guys, I mean, not a lot, but, you know, just there's, there's, there's guys that have the physical traits and can never get it to the field because of the mental aspect. It's not, it's not as easy as just knowing your playbook, right? There's way more to it than that. And, you know, we'll, we'll be able to see pretty quickly if he's got the, the it factor. Quarterback is hard. It's a really hard position to play, but just from, you know, talking to people, seems like that kid's living up there at the facility, trying to absorb it all, uh, trying to get up to speed. And now out at the practice was just constantly communicating with Dylan Gabriel, the other quarterbacks, just, I, I like seeing that, you know, it seems like he's curious. He's not scared to ask questions. It seems like he, he has the makeup physically and mentally, like just the, the drive to, to be great. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see what ends up coming of it. We'll see when his time comes at Oklahoma, but it, it doesn't seem like if he doesn't succeed at Oklahoma, I don't think it's going to come from a lack of caring. It right. seems like this kid gets it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's exciting that he's, you know, and, and always think of young guys. They're always locked in a full throttle and, a lot of times it's just how, how do guys respond when they make their first mistake out there on the field on television, on television and in front of 80,000 people in person, like some guys are able to wipe it away. Next snap, next series, let's continue to go. And the confidence remains sky high. Other guys like can tend to go in a hole a little bit, tighten up, and lose that just kind of free flowing ability to just kind of go out there and let it rip and, and let yourself make plays. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of another thing you got to watch with young quarterbacks, but you know, he, he, uh, as of right now, it sounds like everyone is uh, thrilled with where he is. Yeah. Only, only three practices in yeah. right. Long way to go in the spring, but anything else you want to say about where this roster currently sits at the quarterback position? Anything else? No, no. I just i I have big expectations for the position this year. As do I. All right, let's get to call your shot. Basically, ask you guys, how do you feel about OU's quarterback situation right now? And we we got some interesting answers, but let's go with this one from Chris Rich eighty eight, who says, "I feel great about the QB position." We have a promising prospect for our future in Jackson Arnold and a great teacher, leader, and capable quarterback returning. 
that Jackson Arnold can develop behind for a year in Dylan Gabriel. You can't ask for much more. That's a pretty solid way of looking at it. It it looks like Gabriel and Arnold. I mean, Dylan Gabriel seems like a really hard guy not to like Mm -hmm. just, just kind of from the outside looking in, but it also seems like Gabriel is very, very willing to, to teach Jackson Arnold, which I think is, that's just a very positive development for the entire football team. Because it would it would not be great if he was just like give it of the cold shoulder. I don't think that'd be good for anybody. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that that take is is very level headed, um, very pragmatic of the situation. And not everyone sees it that way. Right. Oh, I'll, wait till we get to our man Jay Boogie's response. Yeah, but I, I think I think that's that's really kind of how you have to view it. If you're realistic about things, and I'm not suggesting that Jackson Arnold couldn't go out there as a true freshman and accomplish some really good things. Like, I, I just don't know. Um, but what I do know is it's very, very, very rare. And if you, if you poll all the coaches in college football and ask if you'd rather have a veteran or um, a hot shot, true freshman. Everyone wants age. They want experience. They want guys that have been there. They want guys that have played football in big moments and big snaps and seen a bunch of different defenses. And, you know, that's that's just kind of what you got to lean on and let the young guy just be thankful that you've got an opportunity to let the young guy gather some really important experience before he's kind of thrown out there to the wolves. Here's Jay Boogie's response. <laughs> we need either Dylan Gabriel to take a leap and become a more complete passer, or we need Jackson Arnold to beat him out. <laughs> Last year's Gibby play was not good enough to get us to where we want to go. I, I agree with the back half of that, right? Yeah. It, the, the quarterback play, the, the offense in general wasn't, wasn't good enough to get the team where it wanted. Neither was the defense. So there, there's a lot to discuss there if we're talking about last season, but yeah, the, the expectation is what it is for quarterback at Oklahoma. Is it unreasonable? Sure. But it is what it is. And it takes that type of guy to get you where you want to go. Especially if you don't have Georgia's roster right now, or Bama's roster right now. So, it's it's kind of kind of hard to tell Jay our man Jay Boogie that he's he's wrong. You know what I mean? Well, I, yeah, I I think that Dylan Gabriel definitely needs to to be a better, more consistent all around passer. I think he needs to be a more consistent all around everything. You know, I think he needs to have a little bit better pocket presence. Needs to be okay with getting rid of the football quicker. All right, needs to be more accurate at times. Meets to link in with his receivers a little bit better at times. But uh, if you look at last season and lay last season on the shoulders of Dylan Gabriel because he wasn't a better all-around passer, you're missing about 500 different things that kept us from from being a, a team that gets to where we need to get. And, you know, there's every single position group without question has to get better moving into next season. And that does include Dylan Gabriel. So I, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I, and I expect him to, to continue to get better. I do. And that's not making excuses for his performance last year. I think there were plenty of layups that he had that he's fully capable of making those plays. Yep. All right. Well, there is a look at the quarterbacks as the roster stands right now. Remember there's still a, another portal window after spring ball. So when, yep. when we're talking about this team leading up to fall camp, and leading up to the season, we'll see if we have any new names to talk about. I, I got no idea. Right. No idea. But you can never have too much talent and too much depth at that position. In That's my true. Opinion. But That's true. feel good about Dylan Gabriel and seems with some of the things they've seen early from Jackson Arnold that they they feel he's going to be the type of guy they thought he was going to be. So that is exciting. All right, birthday shout-outs. Welcome to the world. James Daniel Rich. Welcome to the world, Sophie Croak. Happy second birthday to Luca Rose Carroll. Happy sixth birthday to Harrison Clark. Happy sixth birthday to Blakely Sneed. Happy 30th birthday to Riley Davis. Happy 31st birthday to Kyle Croak. Happy 93rd birthday to John Niedermeyer. Wow. 93. 93. Awesome. Sorry, pal. There's no chance we make it there. <laughs> nope. Happy birthday to Blake Sellers. And happy birthday to Jordan Acock. All right. It's time for some football guys talking basketball. But first, Love's Travel Stops is now offering a nationwide 10 cent per gallon discount on gas and auto diesel. Just download the Loves Connect app and scan your barcode at the prompt on screen and watch the price drop 10 cents per gallon. Across the country, the Loves Connect app unlocks exclusive deals and can help any traveler plan their route or meal on the highway. So before you hit the road, be sure to download the Loves Connect app to save 10 cents per gallon and experience the country's best highway hospitality at Loves Travel Stops. Loves also have you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones with an expanded mobile-to-go zone. And of course, don't forget to grab yourself some of that delicious Java Hamore. Opolis Clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma Breakdown merchandise and is the best place to get your OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. If you want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to opolisclothing.com. That's O-P-O-L-I-S clothing.com. Use promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. That's opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. And make sure you head to the garage for hand smash patties. Boater, but, boater, <laughs> boater toasted, butter toasted buns and ice cold beer. The food is fantastic and it is the perfect spot to watch any big game. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you and order online from the garage in your neighborhood. All right, football guys talking basketball, FGTB. Ted, let's start with the NCAA tournament. Fun weekend. Uh, Kansas State loses to FAU. Oh, no. Brutal. It's tough. Really good game. Just it, it looked like Kansas State had 
you know, was that special team this year, right? Kind of all the things that they'd gone through. Yeah, especially uh, after that Michigan State game. You were like, yeah. Marquis Noel, he's like the best story of the tournament. Like, oh, they're definitely going to the Final Four. The Owls had uh, had other ideas. They didn't really care how good of a story you know? K-State and Jerome Tang in his first year were. That was, was an impressive performance by them. No, they are. They're legit defensively. They're, they've got length. They're athletic. It's crazy that they put together that good of a squad. I mean, I I don't know how many times, like, if you play out this season, they make it to the Final Four. I'm not suggesting it's any high percentage chance, but this doesn't have – this team doesn't have the look of, like, your usual, you know, mid-tier, you know, non non – you know, power five or whatever you want to call it, basketball school going in like a mid-major. Like they got length, they got athleticism, they're deep. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's their 35th win of the year. Crazy. I, I I think I remember hearing they have the most wins in all of college basketball. Now they're headed to the final four as an as a nine seed, which we don't see a ton of, but the craziest part, it's their second time in the tournament. And they're going to the final four. Yeah. Yeah. And they're legit, man. They're really good defensively. I I think they got a chance. I mean, you get into the final four, obviously you have a chance, but this is it's a well-rounded basketball team, man. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll say about that game, how do you not get a shot off on the last possession? I mean, how the hell does that happen? Now, I was shocked. First of all, the possession before, I was shocked Noel didn't take the step back three. Mm-hmm. I know the guy's seven foot. I get it. But with the way that the clock rules are in college, like you, you got to shoot the three there. And I was stunned he didn't take it. And then I was even more stunned that he gave the ball up, especially with how much he'd been hogging it in the second half. <laughs> I right. just, like, he just gives it to Ish Masood like it's a grenade. And Masood's like, what do I do? And the game ends without them even getting a shot up. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Brutal. That was can't tough. happen. Hard to watch. Um, Kansas State was a fun team, man. They were they were fun to watch make their way through it. And I thought they were going to the Final Four. I did. Uh, whenever this thing kind of lined out for them, but they had a great season. Um, it was a fun story. But FAU, man, they're legit. Dominated the glass. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the maybe the bottom line of that game for me is, and I know we had some foul trouble, but. You get on that stage, your studs got to play well, and Keontae Johnson, they just didn't get enough from him. K-State yeah. did not get enough from him. Yep, no. Um, That's got to sting, man, for it's him. It's tough. It's tough, but uh, it says pretty good. Uh, you're number one for old Tang, right? Awesome. Him having that type of year number one doesn't do Porter Moser any favors. I know. I know. Just Just turns the temperature up even more. All right. So FAU going to the final four, I'm sure a lot of people will be cheering for the owls, right? The underdog, but they're going to be playing San Diego state. So San Diego state beats Creighton. And what's the best way to put this? This was a rough watch for me. I am not a, I'm not into the defensive battle college basketball game. I'll be the first one to tell you. And there were a lot of missed shots and, I don't know if you saw what De'Aaron Fox said, but I kind of have a similar thought process to what De'Aaron Fox said about watching March Madness games, especially one like this. But, hey, it came down to the wire. 
And I hate that that game finished the way that it did, but Nimhard fouled Jamel. Like you can't, like a guy is going up for a floater. You can't put your hand on his hip like that and not let him keep going up in the air. It's just, it sucks that it ended that way, but it's a foul. I hate it. I hated that it ended that way, but I thought, I thought that was the call. The ref, I thought the ref had to make that call. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like a lot of the, cause I didn't see it live. I saw the highlights and I, I heard some of the commentary after it. And I, a lot of the commentary and, and people, you know, talking about it online are, are completely oblivious, oblivious to the fact of like how he had the hand on the hip. It's like, you know, he didn't, touch the shot or the hand, the shooting hand, but yeah, he's like, there's a lot of, he's, that's a foul. I mean, I'm the same as you. I hate that. That's the way that it goes. I would also hate that it doesn't get called. So it is tough. It's never the way that you want it, want it to end on something, I guess, controversial like that, but I think it was called properly. I'm with you. So San Diego state and FAU, will battle it out in the final four in Houston. One of those teams will play for a national title, which it's a crazy year, man. All right. Let's talk about the other games that were actually, okay. Well, the, do we even need to spend any time on UCon- UConn Gonzaga? That was, that was, I did not see that happen. Uh, now I picked UConn to win it all. Feeling pretty good about things right now. Right. Hurley. He's got, He's got that squad playing at a high level. They've got several pros on that team. I'm not sure this game needs much analysis. That was an ass kicking. It was brutal. Thorough. Up 30 for a large chunk of that game. And Drew Timmy's good. And I know he was in foul trouble, but he wasn't making (laughs) a 30-point difference. It was one of those nights where everything that could go wrong did go wrong, like mishandling the basketball, like dropping passes. It was it was just one of those nights, unfortunately. Yeah, and now you look at UConn, who is just they were head and shoulders above Gonzaga. They've been head and shoulders above everyone they've played, and you start thinking about some of these great teams we've seen run through the tournament. They're the fifteen and fifth team in tournament history to win each of its first four tourney games by at least 15 points. They're beating the hell out of everyone. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, there's probably some conversation there about, well, since they haven't really been tested, are they going to fold whenever the pressure kicks in in a tight game? I don't know. I If I had my choice, I'd win every game by 15 on my way to the Final Four, too. So, I don't know what you say there, but um, I, it's been an impressive run for sure. Yeah. And they'll meet Miami because, shucks, Texas collapsed down the stretch. What a shame. No, it was, it was weird to watch because, I mean, it felt like Texas was in control. Right at one point in that second half, it was a 13-point lead. They're up double digits with like eight to go. Maybe it's eight and a half to go or so. And just stop hitting shots. Seemed like they got a bit of a case of lemon booty, man. The pressure got to them and give 
Larinaga and Miami credit. They they just stuck to the plan. They were not shooting threes. They refused. I mean, it was didn't hit a three in the second half. They hit two threes in the entire game. It's wild. Texas hit ten. I didn't even know. Like in college basketball, you hit eight more threes than your opponent. Typically, you win the game. Like a nineteen eighties throwback style game from Miami. Yeah, they just that now they punished Texas in the paint. But man, what a what a performance by Miami. And I cannot wait for the this is what NIL can buy you think pieces that we're all going to be exposed to this week. Oh, it's gonna be exhausting. I know it. But hey, um congrats to them. This is a um I and I'm obviously not the uh the I don't call uh, follow college football or college basketball rather the closest but this is a a weird final four right <laughs> like this is why no one ever has the perfect bracket because I don't know how you could ever pick this final four it's pretty wild outside yeah, of UConn obviously yeah. people had that I, I would imagine UConn's going to be a pretty substantial favorite, right? When you when you look at the odds, but that that San Diego State game against FAU, I I think I like FAU, but I mean who knows? But that that's really cool. You think about what makes college basketball great. No, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'd rather see a big time program with a bunch of guys that will end up playing in the NBA playing in that game, but that. I'm gonna to try to enjoy it. I'm gonna to try to enjoy it, unless unless it's a legit basketball game, right? What you hate is to get all of this way to the Final Four, and you know you have a couple blowouts on this stage. But I, I just don't want to watch what I watched with Creighton and San Diego State again. That right. that it, it was almost putting me through physical pain watching so many missed shots. People are like, oh, the defense, it's it's physical. It's like, no, they just can't hit shots. This sucks. Yeah. Well, but I'm with you. Anything else from the NCAA tournament? It, you're, dude, you're right. It's a wild tournament. Wild. And it started wild right from the beginning and has kind of been that way all the way through. There's been some great games, some great moments, and hopefully the Final Four, although it's a – Totally random group of teams. Hopefully it lives up to to some of the great Final Fours we've had previously. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little Thunder right here since we're in FGTB. Squad went one and two in the three-game trip in L.A. That loss to the Lakers hurt. I wanted that one real bad. But just could not make enough plays late to get that win. And Anthony Davis, when healthy, still very good at basketball. Now, we're recording as, of course... The Thunder are down by 12 at the end of the first quarter to the Portland Trailblazers, who are literally sitting all of their players that are good. So I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to choose to believe that the Thunder get it together and they end they up will. winning that game. No, not a problem. They will. They're going to they're gonna bounce back. It's, you know, some guys that don't get much run up Portland having a, a nice little exciting moment here early, but don't worry. But either fine. way, since the Thunder have the tiebreaker over the Mavs, even if they lose that game, they will still be in solo possession of 10th. 
So in the plan, baby, as things stand, and it's it's just a big upcoming stretch for them when you talk about stacking some wins, right? They've got this Portland game, which by the time people listening to this, I love your I love your confidence and optimism, Ted. They will win that game. Then you've got uh, a back to back with Charlotte in Detroit there at home in Oklahoma City. Got to win those two games. Got to win those. Need to win both of those. And then that would be a three-game winning streak, and hopefully you get the one in Indiana on Friday. But it just feels really good. I know I've said this a lot lately, but it just feels really good that the Thunder is playing meaningful basketball again in the month of March. Like, it feels good. It it makes my soul happy. That's right. That's good. And I still believe, I've said it multiple times, it's better to to attack it this way than it is to find reasons to uh, to sit guys and maybe not make it in. Learn, have these guys learn what it's like to to be in the grind down the stretch in March as you're heading into into playoffs, man. I it's it's I think it's good for this team, and I honestly I feel like they're gonna they're gonna finish strong here. I do. I I think Chet Holmgren. Caused a little bit of a stir with that Instagram post. You see that? I did not. Couple pictures of him. Caption: Free seven. Hmm. Which a lot of Thunder fans were like, "He's ready. He wants to play. Let him. Let him out, Sam." No way, right? I, I I wish there was a way, but I don't think there's any way. That how cool would that be? Like That'd last be couple games, and then how pissed would you be to be one of those playing teams? Like, wait, 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 hold on. No flag on the play <laughs> cheating get bring the seven foot guy that can shoot out of nowhere who hasn't played all year. That's cheating. I will say how awesome would it be if they did? And he just stepped right out there and was like dropping bombs. That would be, that would be such a cool story, but I think they'll probably err on the side of caution. I, I have no problem admitting this. He warms up before the game, right? And any video of him like going through his warm up that I can get my hands on on social media, I watch it multiple times. How's it look? He looks good, man. I mean, he's the body's awkward, right? It's always going to be awkward, but the skill, just a beautiful jumper. Beautiful. And also, he just casually jumped up and windmilled the other day in one of them. And I was like, oh, okay. One of those windmills where your feet hit the ground as you dunk the ball. He actually, actually got up pretty good. I was like, okay. Nice. I was, I was impressed. That's cool. That's good, man. I, There's no way. There's no way. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Oh my god, it'd be so cool. You, I don't. I kind of don't want it to happen because you'd be so nervous about a re-injury. I'd be, I'd be a wreck. <laughs> and also, you have to factor in. We want Chet Holmgren to be Rookie of the Year next year when he wins it over Wimbanyana. We're going to look at everyone and go, oh, you guys all wanted Wimby. We got Chet. We're good. Thanks. Can't yeah, wait to true. rub it in everyone's face. That's true. And Jalen Williams is going to finish second rookie of the year this year. Crazy. No and one picked that. I heard I heard J.J. Redick talking about the, like the advanced stats. He's a bit big advanced stats guy. And so it took me in a deep dive. Jalen Williams has like better – like all of the advanced stats – on him are better than Paolo Vincaro. Just saying. Reddick wow. was right. Nice. 
Just he's got saying. my vote. Means nothing, but he's got. If my I had vote. a vote, I'd vote for him because I care. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. But first. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School represents a tradition of educational excellence in Oklahoma City. Grounded in a faith-based education, students prepare to meet their potential with an individualized academic path that strives for success. Bishop McGinnis offers a college prep curriculum that includes 22 AP courses, participation in OSSAA athletics where they've won over 100 state championships, and numerous clubs and organizations for students to join and grow. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. And attention business owners, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing and orders on a cost-effective comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business, Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best-in-class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A dot com. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? I got to go with Colorado, man. The amount of attention that the Colorado Buffaloes are getting, considering they've done nothing in college football in I don't even know how long. Outside, I think they had like one good year in like 2013 or 14 or, or somewhere around there, but they are everywhere. It's all you see. Prime time. Deion Sanders has gone to Colorado and it has totally changed everything for them. I don't I don't even know how you can put a number on the exposure that they're getting. Spring game, Colorado spring game is going to be on ESPN. Like that's been like Ohio State, Alabama, like the who's who of college football and now Colorado's getting that. It's it's an amazing story. I'm interested in it. Whenever Dion first got into coaching, I scoffed at it, but I've really liked what he's done. I think he's got like a no-nonsense approach. It's old school. I think a lot of people kind of relate to to his method, and I don't know. It's getting a lot of attention, and I think it's good attention. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's haters out there that think it's a farce, but for me, I think it's interesting, and I feel like that's kind of the – the narrative that I've heard from everyone is like, I don't know how good they're going to be, but it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, just kind of lend what you're saying. They were one and 11 in 2022 and four and eight in 2021. And they're getting the coach prime bump, man. Yeah. Did you see the video of him kicking that kid out of the weight room? Cause he was wearing white socks instead of black socks. Oh, uh, he just walked in and said, get out. I, it's, <laughs> Everybody that played at Oklahoma could relate immediately to that. It's like wrong socks, wrong shorts, whatever. Get out. You're gone. Like Schmitty would just kick people out. It 
What did he say? I think he was in the middle of a set. And he said, drop the ball. Or you're done. Get out. Yeah, of it's here. like, you're done. Get out. White socks. Wrong socks. Get out. And But I know some people are like, oh, my gosh. But anybody that has played college athletics or in some high school athletics that are, you know, buttoned up in that way, you all wear the same stuff. You know what you're supposed to wear. If you don't wear that, see ya. Like, that's just, that's how it was at OU, man. Well, at yeah. least when we were there. Sure. Yeah, and and I, if if the ultimate goal is to get a hundred guys that are locked in and paying attention to every little detail, and does the what color socks you wear in a workout have like is it going to change the outcome of a game in November? No, it's not. But getting a hundred guys to be dialed into one another, take ownership over one another, hold each other to to these standards and make sure everyone's got the right stuff on before you work out. It's just, it's details, man. And for us, if we go back last year and look at some of these winnable games that we lost, it's just details. It's not that we don't have the players. It's not that we don't have the the coaches or the schemes or any of those things. It's details. And that's what that is all about. And I don't know. I love it. It's some people, just will never understand that. And I guess I kind of get that too, but for me, it resonates. And I, I just, I never thought I would say that I like Deion Sanders approach and I'm fascinated with, with what happens. I I'm with you, man. Now we'll see what happens when they start playing games, right? They had, they had a terrible roster last season, a worse in the power five. And I know he did some good things in the portal. The recruiting class was, I mean, extremely good compared to what they had been bringing in. But I got a quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much they've closed the gap, but I'm just like everyone else. I want to see it. I know. The coach, the coach prime effect is real on me. I know that. I like, know. I, I have thought more about Colorado football. This over these, what has he been there for like a hundred days? I thought more about Colorado football in the last hundred days than I have in like the last five years. If you just like randomly selected a, a college football, like a general fan, I'm not saying like a super fan and just ask them who coached Colorado last year, or if they could name any Colorado coach in history, they may not be able to do it, but the, I guarantee they even know who coaches Colorado right now. Everyone does. Yeah. And that's all over social media. Small, yeah. Something that small actually ends up meaning a lot. Every big time recruit out there, every five star, at least that, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say every five star, but most of the biggest names are taking trips to Colorado. Like that's that's something that hasn't happened in decades, if yeah. ever. And dude, I've always thought their colors were so cool. They're gonna sell so much merch with him there. That a, that black a, and gold is ooh, that's a good look. It's a cool school. It's a cool stadium. It's it's a beautiful setting. I yeah, I I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm fascinated by it. So much Colorado content. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? All right. Who do you have as your loser of the weekend? The NCAA. If you ever need a reminder, and most people don't, of why you hate the NCAA, 
it's stories like this one right here. So I was actually at this game. The Division II National Championship between the Colorado School of Mines and Ferris State. Ferris State, really good team. I think they I think they're back-to-back national champions. Their coach, Tony Anessi, I think is how you pronounce his name, has been given a one-game suspension, post-season suspension, and Ferris State's been fined $2,500 by the NCAA. Why? Because two players, after they won the Division II National Championship, smoked cigars in the locker room post-game. Okay? And... The game was at McKinney ISD, which is a really nice high school. I don't know if a bunch of high schools down there share it or what, but really nice venue, really nice stadium. It's a non-smoking venue. And two players lit cigars. NCAA finds out about it. Suspends, finds. Fair State lost the appeal. So he's got a one-game postseason suspension in the fine. And the McKinney ISD also fined Ferris State $15,000 for repairs from the two cigars being smoked in their locker room. This is if the NCAA is the least self-aware group, unit, organization, whatever the hell they are ever. This is why people hate them. For stupid stuff like this. It's pathetic. Uh, from from the article I read about the entire situation, like they did it last year. They were told not to do it again. Like they were warned. I still I don't care. I don't care. We we don't need to be suspending coaches. And it's so weird that it's for a postseason game next year and not just yeah. a regular season game. I've never heard of that. Nope. I never heard of the NCAA going, no, no, no. You can coach to start the regular season, but once you guys get to the playoffs, you got to sit out a game, pal. That's that's incredibly weird to me, but can, can we not just let kids have some fun, man? Like some fun, and yeah, I listen, no. I, they're like, oh, well, it's not like they were blowing cigar smoke into like 16 and 17-year-old kids' face or something like that. Like, let's, yeah. let's relax. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to the say. The NCAA continues to suck. They suck, they, man. They fight the wrong battles. Correct. This is a stupid battle to fight. It, it's it's the dumbest thing ever. That's it, You just you roll with it. That's it. I hope he goes out there for their first playoff game and just like turns and looks at the press box and just does like the suck it, like the DX. He's like, <laughs> I'm coaching this game. What are they going to do? Make them forfeit? I hope he goes out there with a cigar in his mouth and does oh, it. <laughs> that'd be so good. But anything else on that? Yeah, I read that and I was like, you just, you got to be kidding me, man. Dumb. 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 All right, let's get to my winner and loser. But first. John Vance Auto Group has been serving Oklahomans for 40 years, family-owned and operated. They've got nine full-service dealerships in Woodward, Miami, and Guthrie. No matter what your vehicle needs are, John Vance Auto Group has you covered. They carry domestic brands such as Ford, Lincoln, Chevy, Buick, 
GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, and Wagoneer. John Vance Auto Group's goal is to give unequaled service and to exceed customers' expectations in every way, which is why they have their lifetime loyalty program. And here's how it works. Buy a newer used car from them. All you have to do is get all of the manufacturer-recommended maintenance done at the Vance dealership. And if something goes wrong, the components of your engine, transmission, drive, axle, or transfer unit, they're going to cover the repair costs. It's a great deal. You can browse their entire inventory or find the John Vance leadership near you at vanceautogroup.com. And First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma, tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. Make your life easier, people, and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. All right, for my winner of the weekend, thought about going with our guy Lane Johnson. One-year extension from the Eagles. We'll put him under under contract through 2026. A cool $33.4 million, which also, with the way they structured it, gave the Eagles some cap relief as well. And this one has the feeling of, uh, hey, thanks for not having that surgery during the season and helping us make that Super Bowl run. Came up just short, but Lane certainly did his job. So that's how this one felt to me, Ted. Another Sooner getting paid. Money. What, Ben Powers, Orlando Brown, Lane Johnson, all these dudes getting paid, baby. It's awesome. Yeah, the old, the old phone call, like, restructure, which – typically means we've got to give you a bunch of cash right now for some cap space is uh turn it into a bonus is awesome so awesome for him man he totally deserves it yeah he's he's i mean him and trent williams are the two best tackles in football so Mm -hmm. he deserves it there's no doubt about it but my winner of the week winner of the weekend i'm gonna go with nfl agents and let me explain the Lamar Jackson thing just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Uh, so he's his own agent, right? That's how he's registered. So when you were a player, you have to register as your own agent or you have to register. You have to tell the league who your agent is so that teams know who to contact. And that agent has to be uh, certified with the NFLPA. That's how it works. So Lamar Jackson is registered as his own agent. So teams can only negotiate with him. That's how it works. That's the rule. But the NFL sent out a league-wide memo telling teams not to negotiate with some guy named Ken Francis, who I guess is a business partner in a fitness equipment endeavor with Lamar. And I kind of saw the commercial for it. And it's like this box and it's got all these different things and he's out on the field doing all kinds of different stuff. And he's got little dumbbells. I don't know. It's like, I, It is what it is, right? But it just kept getting weirder and weirder. The memo goes out. Then the Francis guy says, hey, I don't speak for Lamar. Then Lamar tweets something like, stop lying. That man never tried to negotiate for me. Which my response is, then why the hell did the league send out a league-wide memo if he never tried? That didn't just come out of thin air, Lamar Jackson. And this whole thing is so weird, man. It's so bizarre. And I know that I know a lot of guys like you look at Laramie Tunsil. He had no problem negotiating his own deal. He's good, right? 
but but maybe big time quarterbacks need agents. I don't know, dude. This this whole thing has just been it's been so weird. It's been so weird. And he got he got hit with the tag, right? The non-exclusive tag. It just feels really weird that nothing seems to have happened since that happened. I don't know. This whole thing is it's just playing out very non-traditionally. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird that he would yeah, I, I not knowing what has actually happened, like if this guy has been reaching out to teams, like why else would the league issue the memo? I, I don't know, but why would Lamar Jackson say, no, he didn't. He's not trying to negotiate. I, it's so weird. Don't know who to believe, but I, I had Lamar's back in the beginning, right? Like, why is why is more not happening? Why are more teams not interested in him? But as weird stuff like this plays out, and listen, people will put up with a whole bunch of weirdness and nonsense if they're getting great play at quarterback. But I just I don't know what to make of it. Honestly, I really don't. I I wonder how the the fitness equipment venture is going to work out for them. You know, that I'm also curious about that, but like I get like he's, he's after a $200 million deal. Right. And even if you get an agent that says, Hey, I'll only charge you 1%, which happens for some of these big money guys. Right. That's still, you're giving away $2 million. So I get not wanting to give away $2 million. I totally understand that, but Man, this thing is not going. It does it from the outside looking in. It does not look like it's going smoothly, at no. all. No, and you know he's got the tag there with Baltimore, but I. It doesn't feel like he's going to play for Baltimore, does it? It it does not, but also. Like if there was an offer sheet out there, we would know about it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe teams are waiting until after the draft. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I it, I guess when I say it doesn't feel like he's going to play for Baltimore, that means more like on his side. Like, yeah, is he in one of those things where he's just flat out not going to play? Which, you know, he's made a lot of money. Maybe he can afford to do that. But I don't know if necessarily that helps his cause. So he's not in a great position here. Um, and when you're not necessarily in a great position, it doesn't help whenever there's a rando out negotiating weird deals or trying to on your behalf. And maybe it's just like he's talking to teams about getting this box or whatever it is <laughs> that they're doing. I I don't know. Weird. It's it's strange. Now, hey, it could end up all working out just fine for him, right? And maybe that, there's an easy explanation, right? And I I look for they need to he's got to write a book or something about this entire process because kind of strange. Kind of strange. I would love I would love the nitty-gritty details of everything that's kind of gone on. Right? But we'll see. Man, it continues to get weirder and weirder. I I know this. The NFL doesn't send those memos out for no reason. Right. Yeah. I don't there's lots of lawyers involved in that. Like, there's a reason it went out. So I just, just strange, man. All right, for my loser of the weekend, 
thought about going with UConn women's basketball. Now the men crushed it, right? But UConn women lost to Ohio State in the Sweet 16. First time they won't appear in the Final Four since 2007. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? That's crazy. I hate that for that team, though, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that's brutal. You broke the streak. That's unfortunate. I also thought about going with Ben Simmons. Back impingement. Done for the year, seems like. Dude, I'm not sure we're going to see him play in the NBA again. Nope. He could just be done, done. And it's truly, when I think of my lifetime, like it's truly one of the more bizarre sports stories. We're just like, hey, this guy was incredible. He was all NBA, and then a couple of years later, he's going to be out of the league. It's it's so strange. A very fast deterioration is what it was. Yeah. I mean, there were some warning signs early on, but like warning signs that maybe he would he would be a guy that would maybe fizzle out a little bit, not just straight up fall apart and not it go from uh, one of the – you know, really exciting young players to where he is now. Yeah, it is. It's something. Hopefully he can figure everything out. Hopefully he can get his body right, his mind right. Because he was really fun to watch. When he was at the height of his powers, like that year he made All-NBA, he was fun to watch, man. He was. Like, he couldn't shoot, but he was, like, watching that dude fly up and down the court and handle the ball and pass. Like, I, it was really entertaining, and he's just – I mean, he's not, you can't even say he's a shell of himself. It's like it's like it's a different human being, man. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild. But that man has made a substantial amount of money. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. But my loser of the weekend, the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, boy. Things in a shocking development. Things have not gone particularly well for the Mavericks since they traded for Kyrie Irving. I know that we are. We're all stunned about that, but could not have seen that happening. Really rough stretch right now for that team. So they lost that weird game to Golden State, right? The one where Mark Cuban ended up protesting. I don't know if he's already lost it, but he's going to lose whatever that whole process is. That was weird. But then on Friday, got beat at home by they're I don't know if you want to label them as tanking, but they're not a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. They got beat at home by the Hornets. It certainly didn't make things any better that Dennis Smith Jr., former Maverick, was the one that hit the dagger three in that win for Charlotte. Mavs fans booed him. Jason Kidd, normally a coach would be like, oh, I don't want the fans to boo He's like, they should have booed him in the first quarter, <laughs> which was pretty great. Uh, said they didn't play hard in the first half. Of course, Kyrie Irving had to chime in in his postgame presser. Could have just said, well, we didn't play well enough, but of course not. He, he Here's the quote. Basically called out the fans saying, if the fans want to change places, then hey, be my guest. Got years of work ahead to be great enough to be on this level. <laughs> so, nice opportunity on Sunday to avenge the loss to the Hornets because guess who they played, Ted? Hornets. They played the Hornets. And guess who they lost to again? nice hornets the hornets and it gets even worse now luca he had 40 12 and 8 in that game pretty solid still lost but he got his 16th technical of the year so guess who is suspended for their next game as they're trying to make the play in 
Ouch. Luka Doncic will not be available against the Pacers unless it gets rescinded, which I I don't know. It looked like he said the magic word or two, uh, magic word or two to the officials. So just, just not good. And maybe the most alarming thing, I don't know if you saw this, but after that first Hornets loss, Luka Doncic was doing his post-game presser and the dude just looks sad, man. Yeah. Like basically said, he's not having fun playing basketball right now. Like he's not feeling the joy he normally feels. And I guess a lot of people are speculating because he said he's got some stuff going on in his personal life. Uh, a lot of people think it has to do with that legal battle, which I think got settled. But I mean, who's suing his own mom over trademark stuff? Mm. I, I, seems yeah, like that dude's that. just got some stuff going on. Now he's got yeah. stuff going on and went for 40, 12, and 8. So, I mean, it is what it is. But Maverick's got issues. Yeah. Issues. They do, um, but you know they're going to have to deal with those issues while uh, while the Thunder try and make their run. So, I doesn't help that Jalen Brunson is I, absolutely crushing it for the Knicks either. It sounds to me like the Mavericks could use an early end of the season to get some affairs in order over the off season. It, it, I tend to agree. <laughs> I tend to agree. All right. On that note. Episode 303 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Wednesday. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me from 2 to 5 on Sirius XM Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. And until next time, we appreciate y'all for listening. We always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Just one more time